nothing is impossible. Say that with me. Nothing is impossible. Amen. Amen. Brother Brayden, would you bring my notes on the front row there? You can be seated. Nothing is impossible. Amen. I can look back in my life and I can remember some moments where I prayed specifically and the Lord answered not just what I prayed, but more than I prayed for. One of my earliest memories that I remember what I testified, I know I testified a good bit. My pastor, when I was a, a, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19, uh, he was prone to call on me on Sunday mornings. Now, in my memory, it was every Sunday morning, but I'm sure it wasn't every Sunday morning, but he called on me a lot because he knew I would say something positive and it would be funny. And my pastor loved funny stuff. And uh, at times, I can be funny. In fact, I remember coming home from my first date who, with my future wife, and I told Kevin Shindall, who was my roommate, I said she laughed at every one of my jokes. We have not hit that record since. Let's just put it that way. And I remember one time I stood up and testified, and it went kind of like this. I prayed. For the Lord to give me a lawnmower and a weed eater and a blower and an edger. And I just want to stand up and testify and say the Lord's given me five lawnmowers, two weed eaters, two edgers, and a blower. And I remember that was quite a miracle to my young mind because I was working for minimum wage at $3.65 an hour. Others that I worked with that did not speak English, they made $5 an hour and didn't get Social Security taken out. I thought this was outrageous, but I didn't have any lawnmowers. And so I saved my little 365, saved it until I bought a lawnmower, bought a weed eater, bought an edger. And I went out the first day and I made $175. And I was headed to my last job. And I had a Dodge pickup, green Dodge pickup that my dad picked out for me. This is the truck you need to buy, son. This is a good truck. It was a good truck, except that it had about a foot play in the steering wheel. And back then, we didn't have GPS. And I looked down at a big map book we had in Texas, Mapsco. And in the process of looking down and looking up, I... I ran into the, to the back side of a suburban SUV, a truck, and finally ended with some type of uh, Thunderbird. I wrecked four vehicles, my first wreck. And then I didn't have wheels. So I had to wait till my dad was so kind. He bartered with a man in the church that was a body man. and I, uh, He'd take me over there and try to get some work out of me. I didn't mind working hard. I just didn't like working hard for my dad. Right, Dad? <laughs> but, you know, sometimes before prayers are answered, you go through a wreck, total out suburbans. Come on, somebody. Everything doesn't go just like you want to. But you know what? Just keep on keeping on. And nothing is impossible to him that believeth. Somebody said amen. 
So many of you probably know, but today I found out a piece of information that I did not know, I didn't recognize, didn't realize till today. Uh, on a Friday night, I actually called Sister Tammy on Thursday and said, this tree is going to fall on my house. And I said to myself, I said to her, my wife and I are not going to sleep in that bedroom anymore until this tree falls or we get it cut down. Well, I forgot I said that. So on Friday night, me and my wife went to go to sleep and we woke up with such a clatter and it wasn't Santa Claus on the roof. It was the tree. The tree fell and it sounded like the end of the world. And I remember us walking in there. My wife is praying, speaking in tongues. Amen. I'm just kind of dazed and sleepy. And we walk into our media room and there's no broken windows. And the trees are pushing in on the windows and pushing in on the screen door. And we're like, thank you, Jesus. Because the tree was aimed at my bedroom. I looked at it. I could see, Brother Jesse remembers, you saw the tree. It was leaning, and every day it just leaned a little more. And the tree guy just couldn't come because it was wet and raining. And, and, and if it would have fell where it was aimed at, it would have fallen in my bedroom. But today, not, if, let's say if it was going to fall at 12 o'clock, my bedroom being 12 o'clock, it fell at 2.30. It fell in the valley of, of, my, of the roof that comes to a flat roof, and it fell in the valley. But I remember noticing that it's a big old tree. It's a big tree. That big tree only dented my roof 18 inches. And the, 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 the length of the tree was pressed up on the end of my media room. And that, that's about 20 feet. It was up, it damaged shingles up on my uh, other side of my front side of my roof. But it didn't click. But today, they finished cutting uh, some other trees I had to do. And, uh, and I said, it's amazing that it didn't damage my house more. And he said, oh. He said, what happened when it fell, it fell on two limbs, and it fell on the limbs and not really on your house. So I remember when he said that, I remember that when that I was back there and they cut all the stuff off my house, this big old tree is standing up in the air, and you could see it's standing on top of these two limbs. So if it would have all fallen on my house... I would be getting a new media room, Sister Tammy. <laughs> and and, and I, 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 this is the question I had. I asked myself, was it an angel? I think it was. Brother BJ taught a wonderful, doctrinally sound uh, lesson Sunday that really stirred up my fertile mind talking about angels, what angels are, what angels are not. Jesus is not an angel. And over the past few days, I've been thinking about that. I think I actually said Sunday, I may preach about angels. And so I've been thinking about it. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 1 says, Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. 
had printed this out and amplified, but it looks like it didn't make the cut. Oh, it didn't make the cut. Be that as it may, angels are a significant part of the biblical story. From the book of Genesis when Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden for disobedience and an angel stood and guarded entrance to the garden to uh, 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 Jacob wrestling with an angel, Abraham speaking to angels. All throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelations, angels are a part of God's plan. Amen. They, God has angels. Amen. Almost 300, and it's over 350 times you find the word angel, angels, cherubim, seraphims, and others where the Bible specifically describes how the Lord uses these heavenly messengers, heavenly warriors to interact in the purpose and the kingdom of God. And I, I want to tell you something that no doubt we live in a physical world, but there is a supernatural world that is around us, and no doubt there are demons, but I want to encourage you today that the angel of the Lord encamps around about them that fear him. Amen. You find the Lord. Amen. We are not alone. As the prophet and his servant were able to see that when they saw an army where it made the army, uh, it made the, 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 the prophet uh, just him and his servant, they were able to see that there was, a, there was an army of angels surrounding the armies of the enemies. Amen. Was that an angel? I asked the question on a minister's forum today, and... Uh, uh, probably one of my favorite stories was shared with my lifelong friend, Kevin Shindall. And uh, this, this theme that he tells about his grandfather, I have heard this story told by different people, experienced by different people. And it just, it, you see this, you know this. And this is him writing, my grandpa Shindall was called into the office one day at work. This is, this is 80 years ago. And they had to lay him off due to budget cuts. Dejected, he made his way home that evening for dinner. Before entering the house, he smiled and was determined to wait until after the meal to break the bad news to my grandmother. While sitting down to dinner, there was a knock on the door. He went to answer it and there was a white-haired man who was obviously down on his luck. The man asked for food. My grandfather asked him in and invited him to eat with the family. After dinner, the man asked if he would drive him to Dallas to the bus station. When they were pulling up, the man said, Lewis, don't worry about your job. They're going to call you back tomorrow. The old man opened the door, stepped to the curb, and disappeared. My grandfather's job called him back the following day, and he worked there for the rest of his life career Psalms 34 says this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his trouble <laughs> the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them amen 
I, I read this story. I thought it was so powerful. Uh, 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 Brother uh, Thomas Patterson, he pastors in Louisiana. He says, I was at the Delisa Cox Memorial Building on the first night of district conference in Louisiana on a particular low time and voiced these feelings to God. We were called to the front after the minister's sermon, standing alone. Suddenly an arm went around my shoulder and I looked to see a tall, stately gentleman. He looked at me and said, you are not alone, and smiled, then left. The aisles are long and it looked back, and I looked back to thank him and he wasn't there. I asked someone if they knew who the gentleman was that, was that was standing by me, and they said, no one was standing with you. I am, I, am, I am not alone. Amen. You know, it's good to know that we are not alone. I know we feel lonely sometimes. We feel like the whole world may be against us or don't care about us, don't know what we're going through, don't know the burdens we bear, don't know the cares we have. But I want you to know that the Lord, this poor man cried. And the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. In the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 9 and verse 1, in the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Daniel is a captive. Daniel is, is away in this evil kingdom. He is serving an evil king. He is living in the worst of circumstances. I could describe how bad they were, but just take it from me. This is not anything a man would desire. But here he was. And as he's studying the Word of God, I want you to hear this. As he was studying the Word of God, he read in the Word of God something that applied directly to his situation. He was reading Jeremiah chapter 29, and this is what he read. For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Now when the Lord gave Jeremiah that word, he probably took that personal. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I know you're about to bring judgment to Israel, but the thoughts that you have toward me are good and not evil to give me an expected end. But could it be that the Lord used the prophet Jeremiah to write down these prophetic words that Daniel would read Hundreds of years later, and he reads, I can just see it as the text jumps up off the page, and it says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, Daniel. You're in Babylon. You're going through difficult times, but I want you to know the thoughts I have toward you are good and not evil to give you an expected. And can I tell you, I believe that's for all of us. If we will fear the Lord and serve the Lord and seek the Lord, whatever difficult situation, impossible situation we face, we can know that if God be for us, that means his angels are with us. If God be for us, that means his angels are with us. Amen, I just feel like saying it. If God be for us, that means his angels are with us. Come on, somebody worship God.
Hallelujah, Lord, I thank you today that I am not alone. You are with me, and your angels are with me. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And, and in this Daniel, not just in chapter 9, but also in chapter 10, he tells this interaction that he has with an angel. Michael, the archangel, shows up to him. And Daniel writes about how he's praying and he's fasting. He's seeking the Lord. He's looking for wisdom. He's seeking direction. And he's fasting. I believe for 21 days he's fasting. Lord God, I need, I need direction. Lord God, I need, I need you to help me. Lord God, help me, Lord. What's going on, Lord? Why don't you answer me, Lord? Why is this going on? And at the end of 21 days, the angel shows up. Whoop, there he is. And the angel says, at the beginning of your supplication, the commandment went forth. So here's an angel. Daniel is praying, and God says, okay, Michael, go down there and talk to, to Daniel. But there was spiritual opposition to Michael. And it took him 21 days of battling the hordes of hell for him to break through the heavens to show up to the prophet and give him understanding. Now, I don't know how that works. I'm just telling you that's what the Bible says. I'm not going to give you a diagram. I'm not going to give you a theological uh, thesis on it. I'm just saying that's what the Bible says. The Bible shows us there is a spiritual war. Hell and the heaven's angels, they are at war. They are trying to hinder the word of God coming to you. They are trying to hinder God's purpose in your life. But if you will set your face toward God, even to the point of fasting and praying, amen, if you'll hold on, amen, I, I think we could look around, I know I have been in some situations, and I may not have seen an angel with my eyeballs, but I felt the angels of his presence gather around me, and I know that if God is for me, his angels are with me, Woo, can we praise God, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. If God brought me to it, he is able to bring me through it. I know we want deliverance. We want, we want the storm to pass. We want the, the winds to calm. We want the, the, the storms to abate. But sometimes the storm is a part of the process. Sometimes the Lord can teach us more in trouble than he can teach us when everything's great. Amen. And we all can testify that we went through some hard times. We went through dark times. But it's in those dark times that the Lord, the Lord God of heaven will come in and demonstrate to us that we are not alone praise God I feel like I'm preaching general conference tonight hallelujah of God before us his angels are with us amen 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 I'm almost at the end of my notes hallelujah amen I think I'm I, I, that's, I'm out of my I'm out of my uh, my stories. Hallelujah. I told Brother Jesse's story. That was Brother Jesse telling me the story about the $5. Amen. You know, the Lord, the Lord has a way of helping us. I mean, do you know the story about, about, about Peter being in prison? You know, you know the story about Paul and Silas being in jail and they had beat them, uh, but at midnight they... 
they praised God and the Lord sent an earthquake. Amen. Can I tell you, if you will just seek and determine and make up your mind, amen, I'm going to serve the Lord with all my heart. Amen. Whether I'm in prison or I'm at work or I'm in the yard or I'm going through something, amen, let me tell you, life is full of things we don't want to do. Life is full of things we don't want to do. Can I say it again? Life is full of things we don't want to do. Amen. Suck it up, buttercup. Life is full of things we don't want to do. Amen. I almost would say that again, but that sounds almost improper. Buttercup, you know what to do. (laughs) Amen. Life is full of things we don't want to do. But can I tell you, in the midst of things we don't want to do, God is with us. There are things we go through we don't want to go through, but God is with us. He will help us. He will strengthen us. He will protect us. He will do what he does because he's God. You could be in an enemy kingdom around a demon-worshiping king, and you can have to do all kinds of things you don't want to do. You can be a slave. I would say that's things I don't want to do. But the angel of the Lord can appear. (laughs) Can we worship him again? Was that an angel? I say it was an angel. Amen. I know we don't worship angels. Amen. I've read things throughout my my, my ministry as a young minister. Uh, I've went through seasons where I was really questing for the things of God. And I've read books and I've listened to people and I've heard things and and I've seen things. I, 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 as a young man, I was given to visions. As a 15, 16, 17, I don't have many visions anymore. I guess that may mean I'm not a young man anymore. Amen. I don't accept it yet. I pray even harder for a vision. Hallelujah. But I, I, I have been hungry for the things of God. And, and, and I've read some stuff. And I'd read something like, mm, I, don't think, I don't think that's God. There's a guy, his name is Rick Joyner. And I've read a couple of his books, and they're very interesting. Do I think that he really saw that? No, it's really interesting. Great writing. The Bible talks about, you know, beware of those people with great imaginations that are always talking about angels. That's what the Bible says. We won't add anything what the Bible says. Look, we don't worship angels, right? But we worship God because if God be for us, the angels are with us. We are not alone. And I am just so glad today that I know that if it wasn't for the Lord had been on my side, uh, amen, I would have not survived. How, how many times has the Lord, the Lord seen us through? Not just kept us from trouble, but has kept us through trouble. Amen, not just helped us uh, to avoid bad things, but has been there when we're in the middle of bad things. Amen. Buttercup, you know what to do. (laughs) Amen. We just got to toughen up sometimes. Amen. God gave you the Holy Ghost. Not so you just raise your hands and speak in tongues. He gave you the Holy Ghost so you'd have power. Power to have a good attitude. Power to speak in tongues and praise God on a bad day. Amen. If God be for us, His angels are with us. And the Bible says that there's something we've got 
that the angels are totally mesmerized. You know how people are mesmerized by angels? You know, they, people buy all kinds of, that they're mesmerized by angels. You take that, the angels are mesmerized by the salvation we have. The Bible says they look into what we have. They don't understand. The Bible says that when we get to heaven, we've got a song the angels can't sing. Amen. I think they just like, I want to be close to somebody's got something that Jesus didn't give me. Amen. I believe, you know, I've heard people say, I feel angels. I think angels can feel us. It's God inside of us. Amen. If we will curate the, the, the glory of God in our life and seek to have a pure heart, I believe the Lord is drawn to purity. I believe the Lord, I believe angels are drawn to holiness. Amen. What's the Bible say concerning women that they shouldn't cut their hair? Why? For the power that's on their head because of the angels. I can't tell you all that it means, but the Bible says that the woman should have power on her head. Amen. And the Bible says because of the angels. I've heard people say all kinds of things, but I believe it's just a sign of submission and it's a sign of obedience. It's a sign of gender distinction, praise the Lord. Amen. I believe that there is something supernaturally powerful when men and women serve God to the best of their ability according to the word of God. It don't have to make sense. It makes book. Come on, somebody. Woo. Let's praise God. i got to quit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. The kingdom of God, amen, is so much different than the way we think. The Bible says that our mind, our carnal mind, is at war with God's ways, is enmity against God. What's that mean? If you're trying to figure everything out, you ain't going to figure it out. Because God's smarter than you. And God will do stuff that you can't figure out because he's God. He don't want, don't want you to understand it. If he wanted you to understand it, he would have wrote it in the book. But there's a bunch of stuff that ain't in the book, and we know God's doing. Amen. I don't have to tell you a, a, a diagram of how, you know, when you, when you get baptized in Jesus' name, this molecule connects to this, to this uh, uh, neuron. And, amen. And, there, there's, and, and when you speak the words, they, they turn into sound waves and they go down in the water and there's a chemical spiritual reaction and your sins are washed away. I can't do that. But the Word of God says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You say, that don't make any sense. It doesn't have to make sense. It makes faith. It makes the kingdom of God. Whew. Amen. Was that an angel? Amen. I believe that God loves us. The Bible declares that we are the apple of his eye. And if we would begin to say, Lord, amen, I'm about to go into something that I don't like. I'm about to do something I'm uncomfortable with. But in the name of Jesus, Lord, you said you'd never leave me. You never forsake me. So I'm going to get my mud boots on. <laughs> amen. Going to get my hard hat on. And here we go, me and Jesus. We're gonna, God's going to bring us through this. Somebody said amen. Hallelujah. Can we stand together and give the Lord praise? Hallelujah. 
In the name of Jesus, Lord, you know every circumstance and situation everyone in this building is going through. Some people are going through a time of blessing and joy. And some people may be going through discouraging, difficult times. People may be at a crossroads of decision. Lord God, wherever everyone is, your spirit has the answer. Lord, your spirit has the strength. Your spirit has the healing. Your spirit, oh God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that if it be your will, that you, O oh God, would, would allow them to see the hand of the Lord manifested in their life. In the name of Jesus, I pray for protection and provision. I know it would happen even if I wasn't praying because they fear you. But Lord, I pray you just give them a glimpse behind the veil. I pray, God, that you just say, did you see that? Hey, did you see that? I think that was an angel. I think that was a miracle. I think that was a healing. I think that was the word of God. Amen. I believe the Lord is moving. Hallelujah. Can we come to the front together and just worship the Lord? Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. So 